0: Are you looking for a car? Would you like to save $500 on a car? Well, check out Southfield Quality Cars. Southfield Quality Cars has been around for over 20 years and have sold thousands of cars to many, many satisfied customers. And they will find financing for anyone. Whether you have good credit, bad credit, no credit, they can get you in a car that day. I know this because I just recently purchased my second vehicle from Southfield Quality Cars. So if I've gone there twice, That lets you know that I was more than satisfied with my experience with Southfield Quality Cars, and you will too. Go to SouthfieldQualityCars.com to check out their inventory to get an idea of what you're looking for, and then give them a call. You can call them at 313-769-0988. And if you just want to go in and check out their inventory live and in person, they are located at 16941 West Eight Mile Road in Detroit, in between the Southfield and Lodge Freeway. Look, the holiday season is here and tax season is coming up really, really soon. So, if you're looking for a car, check out Southfield Quality Cars. And if you let them know that Devin McKenzie sent you and give them the promo code 19309, that's 19309, you can save $500 off of your car. So, you're getting a good quality car, $500 off. Great customer service. Speaking of customer service, make sure you highlight at my man, Ray. Ray will get you right and do it with a smile. Southfield Quality Cards is open Monday through Saturday. Monday through Friday, they're open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And for those of you busybodies during the week, they're open Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So whenever you get a chance, check them out. And make sure you let them know that Devin McKenzie sent you and give them the promo code. Nineteen three oh nine. That's nineteen three oh nine to get your five hundred dollars off your new vehicle.
1: Perfectly auntie, My reach, I know I sing my baby like Shanti I barely come cool my head, yeah, that's on a good day I don't care what they do, say I ain't straight like Kisha, They never tried to be And I got soul in my soul, but now quite like Mary You don't really already be about me and I said bump with the say eh? I'm sorry I ain't in the business in my videos I'm sorry I ain't even really trying to match my clothes I can tell you a better figure for my queen thing But I can also tell you who the king dealer is And I got knowledge if you really want to talk about it No, I don't just the part I'm just to walk around it So I'm writing this letter to the industry It says, fuck you, son sincerely Oh, damn, yeah, damn yeah. Here we go again. So, okay, you tone it down, be more like that. But everything I'm not, Everything I am, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. People talking shit when shit hits the fan. Everything I'm not, that's me. Everything I am,
0: All right, we're back. And, ladies and gentlemen, the main event. The foreign—that's a foreign exchange, damn it. What is it? This is the generation, generation exchange. exchange.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fante.
0: Man, I—I I, I got this problem. Where I literally can't remember the name of my shows.
2: Well, it's okay because you said Despacito, Despe- <laughs> desperado Desperado, uh
0: gazpacho Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, my other show, Knockouts and Three Counts. I can never—I—I I gotta have Kyle say the name of the show because <clears> i <I'll, throat> three counts and uh, Knockout. Yeah, that. So it's time for the generation exchange And we are going to do Solange Let's see the table Album that you suggested for me So uh, Why did you choose this album today?
2: Because at the time I had a right to be mad I was angry um, It came out when they was right And leave niggers on the wall And I just needed that time to it, it Love and express my blackness It came perfectly it came at a time where Trump was being even thought of as president. And I think it was just a Band-Aid for the wounds that were happening at the time. And I was like, this is a good album. And, I mean, she's Beyonce's sister. So she was obviously going to get a play for me. And I'm not trying to bring Beyonce into everything, but...
0: But, 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 but... She, you she's are going to bring Beyonce into
2: so, it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's sister did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Uh enough enough devil jab. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Um the way we're going to do this since uh, this album has a lot of interludes on it. The way this album is kind of set up is that the interlude actually sets up the next song which is something I really really I really really enjoy. So, we're going to count the interlude and the song that it goes to as one song. So, we can uh speed this up a little bit. So, our first two is going to be rise and weary so we're going to take a quick break go ahead and take a listen to rise and weary
1: fall in your ways so you can't crumble fall in your ways so you can sleep at night fall in your ways.
0: Weary, 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 weary. Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs
2: down. Thumbs up. Why? I think it was a good introduction to um, what we were about to hear. I think both songs introduced what we were about to hear. So I like both songs.
0: All right. And that's a thumbs up for me. Why? Um. I thought great intro. Um, the first song is more like a for those of you that, that meditate. It's a it's a mantra. I think it's a very good mantra for people. And then going into the next song, I love the I love the simple beat. It's very simple with great vocals on top of it. Powerful message. Can't go wrong with that. Agreed. As uh as my man Fonte from the Foreign Exchange a Little Brother once said, dope beats, dope rhymes. What more do you want? Same thing with R&B. Great music, great vocals. Can't really ask for more. Powerful message as well. So, Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up for you. That's tracks one and two. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into the next two songs, which is uh, the interlude, The Glory Is In You, and then the song is Cranes In The Sky. We'll be right back.
3: know but sometimes you ask yourself where's the peace everybody always talking about peace but as long as you find peace in what you're doing then you successful and that's what people don't realize so you got to do stuff to where you can go to sleep at night because the glory is, is is in you
1: already
0: sky to Kenya
2: your thoughts that's a thumbs up for me that was uh it was a uh, when listening to it, I'm like uh, I know that voice that's uh master B Percy Miller uh I really did like uh I liked ha- I it was just a voice you wouldn't expect on somebody album like who the fuck calls Percy Miller? Like who does that? <laughs> Master P. And only Solange. Like this he he added a, a really good nobody's I don't think anybody's have has ever asked him in our generation, like how did you get where you were? I don't think we ever appreciated how much of an impact that he made and music, and so I think that was needed, and I appreciate her for doing that, and because I'm pretty sure back then everybody was like, oh, what was the phenomenon between, behind, you know, Master P and his label, but like, we don't know about No Limit, like, I'm just beyond it, <laughs> so
0: well, that be- was smart,
2: and Crazy in the okay. Sky is a good song, like, like, that's the best song on the album to me. One of the best.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, me, I was... What, middle school? Middle school, yeah. When uh, the whole No Limit Master P phenomenon blew up. Man. So I, I remember that. So I'm like, damn, is that Master P on a Solange album? You would never expect that one. And right. Right. And uh, you'll hear him more throughout the album. And it's, uh, like you said, it's basically telling the story about No Limit and um, his, his um, rise to power th- throughout the album, you know, and, and giving a positive message about it, too. And then cranes in the sky, man. Great beat. I love the guitar, bass, vocals are great. One thing that that kind of caught my ear. Um, one of my favorite artists of all time is Minnie Ripperton. and listening hey. listening to Solange, especially on this album, reminded me a lot of of Minnie Ripperton. Like <laughs> I kind of said it before on a previous episode that she kind of reminds me of like a combination of like her sister and Minnie Ripperton.
2: Thank you.
0: As far as like how they sound. Thank you. I should have never said that to you.
2: Yeah. I it's the standard
0: anyway. But, uh, and then once again, the, the message behind the, the song, powerful confessions, uh, how she dealt with shit. You know what I mean? dealing with divorce breakup one thing a lot of people kind of were uh (laughs) kind of got misconstrued and like she she was talking about this on the interview when she's talking about cranes she's not talking about the bird Mm -mm. she's talking Mm -mm. about like metal cranes that uh, construction cranes and shit like that so um
2: but how did that correlate to the song like what does that mean i didn't know what that meant i still don't know i just like the song i like everything she said before it's like cranes in the sky because i agree I just didn't know how it was Cranes in the Sky.
0: I'm still trying to figure that one out okay. myself. She's quite different. <laughs> but I like that because you know what? It makes me want to go back and... Th- I like albums that make me think mm. and make me want to do a research. And, and that's why... I think that's another reason why I like this album. It, it provokes thought, which you don't get from Lil Boat. I'm sorry.
2: I couldn't help myself. I don't care for him. You can say him all you want. Just don't come for (laughs) Beyonce. That's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Oh, So I I definitely give those two a thumbs up. So the next two that we have, uh, track five and six on the album, is Interlude, Daddy Was Mad. And the name of the song is Mad, Mm -hmm. featuring Lil Wayne. Uh,
4: I was the first, one of the first. My first day was State Trooper coming, put me in the back seat of the car, and meeting the other black kids with six of us.
0: And seeing all of those parents and also KKK members uh, having signs and throwing cans at us, spitting at us. We lived in the threat of death every day, every day.
3: So I was just lost in this vacuum uh, between integration and segregation and and racism. That was my
0: childhood. I was angry for years, angry, very angry.
4: I just said still me bucks, so I got the right to get bucked, but I tried not to
2: Kenyon, your thoughts? It's another thumbs up for me. It That song, like, man, when it, it just listens. First of all, I feel like the album is taking you on an adventure. And I had already came into the album knowing that this was going to be something I needed to pay attention to because Solange is not the kind of person that thinks on surface level. Mm-hmm. So I already came in with my incense burning and my <laughs> uh, um, essential art oils and <laughs> my diffuser I had already meditated and spoke to my spirit guide, Amia, and I had already. um, <laughs>
0: You were in tune with your. I was spirit already animal. in tune
2: with my solar plexus chakra.
0: Yeah, watch a lot of Yala Van Zandt before. Yes,
2: yeah, so after <laughs> I, I had came into it calm, and then when she told, she gave me, she validated. You have every right to feel how you feel. You have every right to be tired. You have every right to be tired and weary. Even though, it, but also in being mad, let it go. Like, it's okay to be mad, but at the same time, it's not okay to stay there. And that, and then when she had little Wayne come in and say, shit, I'm mad too. Like, I tried to kill myself or whatever. I'm mad as fuck, and I ain't even die. I was mad as fuck that day. Like, I was like, come on. Yeah, I, that was, this was a, I feel like I was talking to her, like we was in a room vibing and she was like, girl, I tried to kill myself and I ain't even I'm mad as fuck, I ain't even make it. Damn. Like that was a good that's a good song to me. I love that
5: song. Okay.
0: Um so here's the funny thing about this. First of all, I thought that the interlude was, was damn good. Um for those of you that listen to All State No Sizzle, you know I've done uh a series of shows talking about integration in school, so that definitely uh hit me in a in a in a good spot. But so when I wrote down my notes before, I, I originally gave this song a thumbs down, right? Really? Yeah. And and, and here's the thing. So here here's my notes. It's like, I love the beat. I like how it carried over from the interlude. Um, message was great too. Like you you basically just said it yourself. You know, it's okay to be angry, but don't don't yeah. stay there. Um. I just felt like Lil Wayne ruined the song.
2: Oh. Damn.
0: Like, seriously, that's, like, that's the, only, the only reason I gave it a thumbs down is because Lil Wayne was on the song, and I felt like Lil Wayne's voice and him his presence were, like brought the song down. If Lil Wayne wasn't on this song, it would have been thumbs up for me.
2: You don't think his message was like, it just, it can't. I
0: don't, I don't think it fit. It just didn't fit to me.
2: That was such a Nola song. To me,
0: but see here's the, the
2: drums, the clapping, the the I think that was a Nola song.
0: But here's the thing, so that's what I originally had. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a thumbs up now, because I f- I think I I I can get over the Lil Wayne part now. But originally,
2: that Lil Wayne wasn't
0: gonna little little literally Lil Wayne ruined the whole song for me.
2: Damn, he was. <laughs> It, to me, it was kind of—I loved him on it because, like I said, it was kind of like me too. Like, I mean, I guess because I'm—I'm a pessimist in in the, some certain aspects. So when I'm complaining, I don't want nobody to be like, "Cheer up!" Like Lil Wayne was like, "Yeah, sis, I tried to kill myself, bro. This shit is fed, fucked up. I really hate life right now." And I <laughs> like that. Like it was like same sis, like yeah. So hmm.
0: just his presence bothered me
2: you know we we should have canceled him a long time ago but he's still here so there's
0: that hey but shout out to Rafael Sadiq man he Rafael Sadiq shows up all over this album and i'm does. i'm a huge uh fan of Mr. C- oh shit i'm sorry i should be watching the game uh huge fan of uh Rafael Sadiq and his production especially his production a lot of people talk about you know his uh, his singing and the group that he done. the production side of Rafael Sadiq is something i'm very very uh much a fan of. So okay. all right. The next song is a song all to itself. This is track number seven, which is Don't You Wait. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, that was. Don't you wait mm-hmm. to Kenya. Your thoughts.
2: At first, it was a thumbs down,
5: mm-hmm.
2: because all the other songs kind of went right. Like it, it there was no pausing except weary. But because of weary, I gave it you know a break because it was the song was called weary. Mm-hmm. So at first I didn't like "Don't You Wait" because I'm like you take it too long to get to the point. Like hurry up! But then when I actually listened to it, the layers, the it, the harmonies, where she was, uh, yeah, it's a thumbs up for me. It's a thumbs up.
0: All right, thumbs up for me too. Um, honestly, at first when like you said when it first came on, I'm like, mm, where you go? Okay, things? let's go. Let's, let's get to the point. Mm-hmm. But when she got to the point, she got to the point, point. and she made her point. And some of the notes I wrote down. I wanna find a sample for this song. I feel like I know what song this is or where they sampled it from. Or I might I might be wrong. Maybe they just were inspired by a song that I've heard before, but I wanna find a sample for this. Um once once again in my notes, nice sound, combo it's a combo of many and Beyonce again, I'm I'm hearing in her but, voice.
2: Thank you. Shut up.
0: Thank you. Um you. <laughs> and, and what and we, we kinda of talked about this before about how there's no balance in on the radio mm-hmm. and she's a addre- and she's addressing this exact point in this song. She's talking about how, you know, writing re- real songs compared to writing pop songs just to get on the radio. Yeah. And she talked about her four year break and how basically she was making music for white folks. And it's like, now nah, she like, fuck that shit. I know who I am. I'm gonna make music for, for me and my people.
2: And whoever want to hear it. And that's what this album was about.
0: Exactly. So this is definitely a thumbs up for me. Thank you. Yes. So um, next we're going to go to track eight and nine. We have the interlude, Tina Taught Me. And track number nine is Don't Touch My Her.
4: I think part of it is accepting that it's so much beauty and being black. And that's the thing that I guess I get emotional about because I've always known that. I've always been proud to be black. Never wanted to be nothing else. Loved everything about it. Just, it's such beauty in, in, in black people. And it really saddens me when we're not allowed to express that pride in being black. And that if you do, then it's considered anti-white. No, you just pro-black and that's okay. The two don't go together because you celebrate black culture does not mean that you don't like white culture, or that you're putting it down. It's just taking pride in it. But what's irritating is when somebody says, you know, they're racist, that's reverse racism, or they have a Black History Month, but we don't have a White History Month. Well, all we've ever been taught is white history. So why are you mad at that? Why does that make you angry? That is to suppress me and to make me not be proud. Don't touch my
1: hair when' it's the feelings I wear don't touch my soul when is the rhythm I know don't touch my crown they see the vision I've found. Don't touch what's there. When it's the feelings I wear, they don't understand what it means to me. But we chose to go.
2: And we're going to have a word on this here today. we going to have a word. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach. I can't take it. I'm going to get up on my seat and give us
0: a word. Uh, well. Let's open our Bibles. Well, it's okay. uh <laughs> go, go ahead and share your thoughts. My
2: religion is a seat at the table. My favorite verse of this Bible is uh, track number eight. eight. Is that eight?
0: December nine?
2: Verse one, and it goes like this Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Just don't touch me. I am a human being. I am not a pet. And her mama came in. With the, first of all, I said thumbs up. Okay. Her mama, that's a, her mama came in to, you know, when kids grow up and you need somebody to kind of say that's okay yeah. to do. To me, that was her mama was saying, it's okay to be black. It's okay to be outstanding. It's okay to embrace your hair. It's okay to do this. And Nisaline this said, hmm. Well, since my mom said that this is okay, the first black woman I've ever seen, don't touch me. Don't touch my crown. My hair is important to me. My pride is important to me. You don't understand me and you don't understand where I'm coming from. So leave me the fuck alone. And that to me was all I needed as a black girl to validate myself. Don't touch me. I am a human being. You don't see me walking around touching Becky's hair. Talk about, hmm, I like the way your hair comes together when it's oily and you don't wash it after two days. You don't see me doing that. So don't touch me. And my mama said it too. And I, my mom is my mom. And she's black. And she feels the same way. So leave me the fuck alone. And I love that song. <sighs> Out of breath again.
0: So, um, so once again, we're, we're scoring the interlude and And the song was on it. Who? Okay. Who is that?
2: I'm just going to direct you to his album. I don't know the name of it just yet. Uh, Process. uh, Go to process. Okay. And, uh, he was also on Drake's just hold on. We're going home. Oh, oh, wait, no, I'm lying. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't think
0: about it. Is, is your, your internet working? Yeah. Because mine ain't working like shit. Do me a favor. Uh, look up 1 Corinthians. Come on. Chapter 11. Come on. d <laughs> Verse 15. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 11. Verse 15. I don't know why, but I wrote it in my notes. Just look that up for me real quick. And while you're looking that up... Uh, once again, the, the interlude with uh, Ms. Knowles, powerful message. Um, one thing that she said that, that really resonated with me was how being pro-black doesn't necessarily mean you're anti-white. One thing doesn't lead to the other. And Those are two separate things. Exactly. And that, that goes back to something that's, that bothers the fuck out of me, right? And it's still going on. Whole Colin Kaepernick thing, hey, you taking a knee and protesting is uh, disrespecting the troops. No, it's two completely different things. But you're bringing it into it. The only reason you're mad because I'm standing up for something that you
2: know that's wrong. And to silence it, you have to use something extreme that people won't even want to hear what is really being said. Because if I say to you, you know, you slapped the shit out of me, it hurts, and all you heard was she said, "Fuck your mama." And fuck her pain. Her pain feels better. All you're going to hear is say, fuck your mom. You're not going to hear that that person hurt. You heard somebody say, fuck your mama. Of course I'm not going to hear. Fuck my mom. Bitch, fuck you and your pain.
0: I, I don't know why I just thought about this example, but when <laughs> he's like, when you do something that you don't like, you got to come to a, come up with something that's a complete extreme. Extreme, so, so be hurt. This is comedian uh, me and Marky went and saw in, uh, in Texas named Ali Sadiq. Shout out to Ali. So <laughs> he was sitting in the front row, and he was like, Ali, he might be like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Short dude, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and he was like, bro, how tall are you, man? I'm like, 6'4". He's like, all right, look. Hey, do y'all think if me and him got into a fight, he would win? Everybody's was like, yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to win. Because if you hit me, <laughs> I'm going to haul off and say, sir, he tried to rape me. <laughs> he tried to take it. <laughs> like you know, like who's going to win that fight? <laughs> Cuz if you bring up rape like whoa whoa So whoa. you had to come up with that extreme to basically counteract what uh, what we're saying as black people but that's I, I, just hearing that that just um, that that resonated with me hearing uh, Mrs. Norwood say that.
2: I have First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 15. Do, do you happen to know that about Heart D'Angelo atheist in the building?
0: Okay. All right, what 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 is that, though?
2: But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. That's the King James version. Hmm. What's your favorite
0: version? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I guess I did some research about this, man. So that's why I got that on there. A woman's hair is what now? Her glory, a woman's hair is her glory, yes, Pastor. (laughs) But uh, basically, what I got from this is that this is like a black woman's manifesto it's like, hey, this, hey, (laughs) it's okay to be us, love us, we're great, don't treat us like animals, don't pet us, don't touch me, like, leave me alone, don't touch my crown. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go up to the Queen of England and grab her crown, would you? You wouldn't go to the the King of you know uh, 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 Zamunda and, and and touch his crown, would you? Period. So, so don't, don't touch. touch a woman. Don't touch a woman's hair. A word. A word. And don't censor me too. Let me.
2: That's also a word. Let
0: me say what I have to say. Right, wrong, or right, indifferent, everybody has the right to say what's on their mind.
2: That's a word.
0: Now, I take that a little a step further. We, we, people have the right to express themselves. But just because people have the right to express themselves doesn't mean what they're going to say isn't going to be smart all the time. It
2: don't mean you're going to always agree. Right.
0: But everyone has the right to share their opinion. Agreed. Yes. But uh, as far as the music of the song goes, it's a good beat. I love the message. The vocals were great. The snare on it kind of threw me off a little bit, but it's a thumbs up for me It's still a great song Just the snare kind of threw me off a little bit That's me being technical Um Uh oh I lost my spot
2: um, Next we have Interlude This Moment And Where Do We Go That's 10 and 11
0: All righty. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that
3: If you don't understand us And understand what we've been through then you probably wouldn't understand what this moment is about. This is home. This is where we from. This is where we belong. And if it ain't for the better of the people, nah, because you you robbing and stealing from the people that been there for so many years. Not just come destroying, knocking our neighborhoods down. You know, when they come there, you're invisible. You know, you don't even have a number in the system. Nobody cares about you. Everything is about dollars and cents, you know, even when you talk in the government, you know, even you're talking about the, the, the preachers and the people that's running the community. And we have to show them the evolution of where we come from. I'm about to send a message to the world, like,
0: Interlude this moment with Master P. And Where Do We Go tracks 10 and 11 to Kenya. Thoughts?
2: I loved it. At first, I didn't like Where Do We Go. But it was the, the speakers of the night. The first part I didn't like, but when she start, started to kind of flex her vocals. And this was, um, it wasn't about the words for me, even though the words were important. I liked her vocals, so it's a thumbs up for me. I didn't like the interlude, though. No, 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 I'm lying. I love the interlude. That's what got me. The interlude was like, oh, shit, we just came off this high. Like, don't touch me. And then it was just like, so where do we go from here? And I I didn't like the transition. So the first time I said thumbs down, but it was important. So thumbs up.
0: All righty. Thumbs up for me. Um, (laughs)
2: So I
0: I believe, especially in hip-hop, there i i call it the i call it the, the the ugly face reaction so whenever you you hear a song for the first time and you just you just love it instantly you you get this ugly this stink face and you start doing the head nod and like as soon as i heard that beat man i, I had the head nod and the stink face the, the beat reminds me a lot of my favorite producer dj premier um sounds a lot like ninth wonder for, for those of y'all that, that listen to MF Doom, the, the drum patterns on the song is like, it, it sounds like something Doom would do. Doom's beats, his drum patterns are like on beat and off beat at the same time. They're choppy, it's off beat, but they work. And that's what I felt about uh, the drums on this song. Um, the vocals were great. I love the piano, the bass, guitar, background vocals. It's, it's, it's a, as a from a music standpoint, great song. Um the message once again, great message. Like where do we go to feel safe? Where's our where is our home? Right, we had to deal with as black people we had to deal with slavery, Jim Crow, uh redlining, gentrification, white Come flight, all that stuff. Come on. So where do we go to, to be safe? where is our home?
2: Come that's a word, Devin.
0: Where is it? Speak. Pass. Where, where where do we go? You speak.
2: Pass up
0: Yes, uh, yes.
2: Okay, I was that.
0: This is my favorite song on the whole album. Where do we go? Really, my favorite song on the whole album. Oh, just like I said, like it, it sounds like something my my favorite producers would would do as far as the, the beat goes. The vocals were great, great message behind it. So, my favorite song on the whole album.
2: I see
0: why it's your favorite. Um, next one. Um, our next two songs, twelve and thirteen, we have interlude. <laughs> For Us, By Us. Come on. And the song number 13 is FUBU featuring The Dream and BJ, the Chicago
3: kid. And he offered me a million dollar deal and had the check ready. So I wouldn't be able to use my name. I always fight my brother because, man, you should have took the million dollars. Say, no, where do you think I'm worth if this white man offered me a million dollars? i got to be worth 40 or 50 or 10 or something to being able to make Forbes and come from the project. You know top 40 under 40 which they said couldn't be done had 20 records on the top billboard at one time for an independent company black owned company you know going to the white lady house where my grandmother lived there and say look you don't have to work here no more big man we got more money than the people on saint charles street and i, I took that anger and said i'm gonna put it into my music I tell people all the time, if you don't understand my record, you don't understand me, so this is not for you.
2: By us, Fubu,
0: and then the song for oh, us.
2: No, the, oh, the song, oh, the interlude, interlude was, was for us, us
0: by us. us, and the song was Fubu. For those of you that don't remember Fubu, uh, where that's what Fubu stood for. For, for us, us, by us. us. So we got the interlude from Master P. Got, got a word on that, real quick.
2: I think I want. I want
0: to do these separately. So, what you got to say interlude about the interlude was
2: powerful because it's really something that has definitely. More than anything, not even being dramatic, this album really did inspire me because when you when you <laughs> when you go into stuff and you think that you're not good enough and you do all of this negative self talk, be- believe that those people who rock with you will rock with you because it's for them to rock with you. And I think that when he said, "Like I don't care if the people don't like me; if the people who do like me gonna rock with me,"
5: right.
2: and it, when they get it, it's because it's for them and not it's not for everybody to get. And sometimes I think that was Solange's lesson she had to learn. She she wasn't for everybody. Her sister may have been for everybody. Pause, but <laughs> Solange was not for everybody. And that's not to my queen because everybody know I love Beyonce. But Beyonce is an artist for everybody, and it's something special about Solange to so where not only is she for us, but she's a gem. And that this is just that was a that was a word.
0: And you know what? It, it, it's funny you say that because. Um, I think we're we're you and me are a perfect example of that. Like we were literally talking about you were like, How can you say uh Solange's album is better than Beyonce's? That's who I rock with. I rock with Solange. I'm I'm Solange you Beyonce. But that's I like okay.
5: Too.
2: That's okay.
0: I just thought her album was better than Beyonce's. Yeah. I thought Solange had the best album of the year last year,
2: personally. I to so Kenya do not endorse anything that <laughs> has to say. <laughs> but and you know what?
0: That's okay. That's for me. Okay. It ain't for you. It ain't for you. You rock with Beyonce. I rock with some lines. That's fine. <laughs> Don't touch my hair. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: But uh, no, something that I wanted to point out about this too is like we talked about it before as well. The no limit movement. Like yeah,
2: he, he finally talked about
0: it. He talked about it in this song. And like, man, that thing was. <laughs> it, it was. It was a point. I want to say it was like between ninety seven and ninety nine. Where like, it seemed like every week a new No Limit album was coming out, whether it was Mystical, Silk the Shocker, C Murder, Fiend, uh, Mia X, uh, True, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Snoop Dogg.
2: They were a force.
0: Man, they they were like it seemed like every week when you went to the record store, there was a new No Limit <laughs> record, and you know it when you see it because it's that old school Southern bling bling out mm-hmm. cover. So. Him talking about that movie and how basically if someone was going to offer him a million dollars for his company. He was like, well, i sh- way more than that." Well, hell, if, if, if this white man gonna pay me a million, I must be worth at least ten. Period. Because they ain't gonna give you a million if, if they ain't gonna ain't make got- that back plus. M- period plus more. So he's like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna go do this myself." And sometimes we as black people, we we don't realize that hey, we have earning power in our community. We just don't realize it. Yeah. So. Powerful word there. And, and something else, and I don't know if you um, listened to the episode that I did with your pawpaw. I did. Uh, one thing that he, he was talking about, well, Master People talked about on, on this land. song is something, not something that your pawpaw talked about. One thing that he did not want his wife to do was to work in a white woman's house and take care of her house and stuff like that. That's, he said it, that's that's like the one thing he did not want her doing. Because his mother did it. Um, her mother did it. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just how it was you know, growing up in the South. It's like you went to white people's houses and you basically took care of their house. And yeah. cleaned and cooked and all that stuff. And Master P, he got this money and he said, Big Mama, you ain't got to do this no more. Come on home. And knowing that my father did, had the same mindset, that definitely stood out to me. So what about the actual song, FUBU?
2: It was just, I loved it. It was so raw and rushy. It's just, oh, this is such a good album. I liked, because it's something I talked about on my podcast, black people lack autonomy. And what I mean by that is that we feel like, because we haven't really had a chance to experience what our culture is without somebody always commenting on what it should or shouldn't be. And so when Salon said, what is ours is ours all my niggas in the whole wild world this song particularly like she didn't she didn't beat around the bush she was not talking i mean niggas but i mean if your white friends want to come they can't no niggas this is ours Period. There's no question, debate, or comment. I didn't make this for nobody else, and that's what I want you to know. You may be able to relate to hair. You may be able to relate to "Don't Touch Me." You may be able to be able to be mad and express your anger. But as far as the rest, as far as this song, it's for us. Wait, one, it's a black anthem.
0: One one thing, one thing she said in the last verse that really <laughs> stood out to me is like. You you have the whole world but you want the word nigga too?
2: It's like like damn. Like so we just can't have nothing for ourselves. We can't. She said this song here, it's out. And that like this this song had this album has so many where you were just like, Come on, like, don't touch my hair. Girl, foo boo. This is my so this album belongs to me. Is that what you're saying? Abso fucking yes.
0: And that's why it was my album of the year.
2: Yes. <laughs> so next song.
0: Next song, this one is going to be scored by itself, Number track number 14. This is Borderline, an ode to self-care featuring Q-Tip.
2: Vibrant thing. <laughs>
4: Fourteen.
0: That was borderline, featuring Q-Tip. I'm gonna go first this time. Yeah, you should. So as soon as I, now nah, mind you, I didn't look at the track list when I was listening to this the first time. As soon as I heard this, I'm like, man, that sound like that sound like Q-Tip on this beat. And sure enough, it was. It's classic uh, q classic, <laughs> classic Q-Tip beat. Wow. Mm-hmm. Say that three times fast. So it's a classic Q-Tip beat. It I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's definitely a thumbs up for me. Pianos was great. Um I love the sample. It goes at <laughs> what I wrote down in my, my notes, miniyonce. So many representative Beyonce feel to it. Thank you. Um Thank you. We we reviewed uh Foreign Exchange as well. This song feels like it, it would fit on a Foreign Exchange album as well. Um and it, uh, great message. Uh, you know, don't give up. Not giving up.
2: I thought this was a thumbs down. Really? Yeah, I like the song and I, anything to self care. I'm yes, but I didn't really. It was a funky song. Like it was just funky. Like it was just like
0: you just don't like Q Tip. That's all. It uh-uh, is.
2: I didn't even, even know. I wasn't listening. I wasn't looking at the phone when the songs were going down the list. So I was just going based on vibes.
0: No, 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 no. no that's what I'm saying. From a vibe level, you don't like Q Tip.
2: Probably. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I I, I gave it a thumbs down. I would look like, it's not a song I'm going to skip. The song that I'm going to skip is further down. But I didn't
0: like it. Let's go, let's go, go. I I ain't going, y'all. All right, well, our next two songs. We have Interlude. I got so much magic. You can have it, featuring Miss Kelly Rowland and... Nia Andrews? Who's Nia Andrews Okay,
2: Her best friend. Beyonce's or? Solange's. Well, everybody's Beyonce's best
0: friend. We've been talking. Damn it. I forgot we were doing Solange's album. Uh, We've been talking well, about be- Beyonce. You. just creeps in so much when I talk to you that it's automatically assumed Beyonce. So, thank Nia you. Andrews thank is Solange's best friend. Yes. And it's featuring Kelly Rowland.
2: Beyonce's best friend.
0: <clears throat> and <laughs> track number 16 is Junie. Let's go.
1: You did it from the get go, get go. Let's go. go go. Look for magic. Yeah. They not going to get it from the get go, get go, get go. Don't let anybody steal your magic. Yeah.
0: Junie
2: and I got so much magic you can have it by Beyonce's best friend Kelly Rowland and Solange's best friend Nia Andrews so what'd you think thumbs up thumbs up it was just a refreshing song to hear both of them I liked hearing the fact that at first I thought it was Beyonce like when I heard the um, what's it called interlude but then when I hopped up off the bed and turned my swag on and looked at my phone, <laughs> it was Kelly. But it sounded like I was like, <gasps> Did she put But I like both.
0: Um, I ain't like the interlude.
2: What? I kinda, and I kinda don't
0: like the song too. What? I don't know. It's weird. Even though like it it this feels like it in my notes, I wrote down it has a F.E. fill, foreign exchange feel. I wanted to know who the producer was, which is Rafael Sadiq. Yep. Um it, it's a fun song, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of like what the message was, too. Talk about, you know, talk about shit you don't know about. You don't don't put work in and expect a payoff. Yeah. So, it's about cultural appropriation. appropriation. Yeah.
2: Shout out to those culture vultures, um, Bruno Mars, for starters. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm just...
0: But, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. It's just because of the message, and it's just, I don't know, like... When it actually comes to like the song itself that I kind of wasn't feeling, this one might be the one, but I'm still going to give it a thumbs up. Thank you. Which I should probably go ahead and give it a thumbs down, since I haven't thumbs down anything. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'll keep it there. All right. Next track, we have interlude and a song. We have the interlude, No Limits. And then the track number 18, Don't Wish Me Well.
3: People want to know where No Limit comes from. My grandfather, Big Daddy, was in the military, and, uh, you know, he always said, man, them people ain't gonna do nothing for us. So he was like, grandson, you need to start your own army. And that's when the tanks and the military thing come from. See, I watched the the Avon lady in my hood. She popped her trunk and sell her products. So I put all my CDs and cassettes in the back of my trunk, and I hit every city, every hood. My grandfather said, why are you going to call it No Limit? I said, because I don't have no limit to what I could do.
0: track 17 to 18 to Ken thank you
2: <laughs> thank you I am Beyonce thank you thank you I gave it a thumbs down really it gave me like earth wind and fire uh prelude type vibes that's the song uh don't wish me well no limits I thought you know like I said earlier Master P needed an interview uh, it's been a long time coming, so there's that. And then don't wish me. I just wasn't feeling it. Like it gave me intergalactic kid Cudi vibes. <laughs> and it, it, I mean I know the song because I mean I played this album back to back for a good month. So yeah, it's, it was a thumbs down for me.
0: Okay, thumbs up for me. What vocals? Mini Beyonce once again. Mini representing Beyonce feel. Um, I like. The, I actually like the beat. I like the different spacey, out there type vibe to it. Um, But here's the thing. A lot of this album isn't necessarily about the music.
2: True.
0: Even though the music on it is great. It's not necessarily about the music. It's more about the message. True. And I felt like this song and Mad with uh, Lil Wayne were like I guess you would say accompanying pieces. They they kind of fit together, because the song is talking about you know take time to know yourself and speak to others about you know the shit that you're dealing with because they could be going through the same shit as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the same time, leaving <laughs> old shit in the past and embrace change and move forward. Yeah. Just like mad. Like hey, you can be mad, but don't That's just fine. sit there. You know. Yeah. Get a. All right, be mad, get it out your system. It start talking about need Be right. and it start moving forward. So I think those two songs kind of go together very well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave this one a thumbs up. You gave it a thumbs down. Mhm. Wait, what track
2: was that? Eighteen. That was okay. "Don't Wish Me Well."
0: That's track number eighteen. So let's go on to track number nineteen and twenty. We have I think
2: twenty-one. Hmm. Twenty-one is the interlude.
0: 21 is an interlude. It's the the closing of the album. So we'll, we'll put all three of those together. So we have interlude, pedestals. This song is scales featuring Kalila. Kalila. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because I was about to say kal-la-la-la-la. Kal-la-la-la-la. Kalila. Kalila. <laughs> Kalila. And closing, The Chosen
2: Ones. Your Amen.
3: So, yes. But, man, I done been through it all. So I, I said, I want to tell my story, because I, I never cried or nothing. That, that That's what make them say, uh, uh, that's like my pain. That's basically what that is. That's my battle cry. Think about it. None of us are perfect. We live in an imperfect world, you know? Only God could judge me. That's how I look at it. The people that sitting around parting their fingers, Imagine all the stuff they probably doing. Whether you're police officers, doctors, lawyers, presidents, whatever, we got good and bad and everything. You know, we putting people on a pedestal that just a human like us, you know? I mean, they got more drugs in the rich neighborhoods than they got in the hood. A lot of their kids dying from overdose and things like that. Think about it. Black kids have to figure it out. We don't have rehabs to go to. <laughs> you got to rehab yourself. But for us, you can't pull a plug on us and tell us it's over. Not me. That's what makes my life complete, knowing that it's a higher being, a higher power, knowing that these people have paid their way. You know, our great great grandfathers and grandmothers that came here, they found some kind of way to make the rhythm, you know, and they kept rhythm no matter what. Now, we come here as slaves, but we're going out as roads and able to show that we are truly the chosen one.
0: that was the interlude pedestals the song scales featuring kalila and closing the chosen ones ticania your thoughts
2: for the interlude pedestals
5: mm-hmm.
2: again um masterpiece interview that's long time coming <laughs> And I agree with him on some of the points of him saying that we put these people on the pedestal uh, and we shouldn't. But like I said, you know, with the old people, I feel like they kind of have this idea of, you know, it's not like we're, we have, like we're putting them on a pedestal on purpose. That's, that's the way society is right now. And I mean, the police is on the pedestal because they're supposed to protect us and they don't. And it's, I I mean, I I disagree to him saying that because I feel like, you know, ain't nobody saying that. I need the police to save me. But if there's some shit that go down, I'm supposed to call them. So, you know. I I don't know. I didn't agree with that. But I definitely did like the fact that he was saying, like, we just as good as them. I agree. Cool. But it ain't that simple. Um, Scales was kind of boring. And I think you can just chalk that up to my millennial brain. I need something to kind of keep me. (laughs) We are coming to the end. Let's wrap it up. We'll wrap it up then. And um, closing, I like the horns. I like the fact that he said that we're queens and stuff. It was a little ho-teppy, but who's judging? You know. Uh, you are. Me, of course. Who's <laughs> uh, <I'm laughs> so judging? I, I am. I, I like the chosen ones. I like the way she ended it. I love I love how the, the royal horns sounded. And then she also still let make sure all of the sounds were included. So I like the Nola vibes that she had in here, the Southern vibes that she had in here. It was all, I think it was a great way to end the album.
0: So thumbs up, thumbs down.
2: For the interludes, both of them, no, pedestals, interlude, thumbs down. So song scales, thumbs down. The closing, thumbs up.
0: All right, so here's what we do. We'll put 19 and 20 together and we'll do 21 separately. Okay. So, so pedestals and scales, you got a thumbs down for that? Yeah. Okay. Thumbs up for me.
3: Hmm.
0: Once again, the message. I, I thought the vocal, the vocals, the vocals, vocal. <laughs> the vocals were or beautiful. Um, once again, many represent vibe in this Beyonce. one. Beyonce, not necessarily Beyonce. This oh. one, this is a little bit more more uh, many represent on this one. Um, I like once again I like how the interlude blended into the song and once again the message man it's like and it, it's the funny thing about it is Master P is the guy that was doing the interlude and then the song <laughs> I mean Solange is talking about like you know put wearing bling to, to hide your real pain and mm-hmm. like Master P was kind of like one of the big perpetrators of that
2: you bet, know? Yeah.
0: The, the No Limit Chain and and all that stuff, you know, so it once again, great message behind the song. I enjoyed the interlude. I enjoyed the the outro slash interlude as well, the chosen ones. I I can't believe it, man. What? I gave a thumbs up for every song on this.
2: Are you serious? Every single one. That's why now. That that's was why an that's, that's why it was
0: my album of the year last year.
2: Well, it's a great album. It was a great album. Excellent. It was, Scales was the only song I would have skipped on this album.
0: So, all right, talk talk to me a little bit. You kind of talked about it during the our breakdown of other songs, but uh, you were saying this was kind of a powerful album for you last year. Why? Why was that?
2: Last year was really tough, like in general, <laughs> and I didn't at the time. I was going to therapy. I was not. You know, on top of having personal family issues, I had school. Like, I just feel like at school, even though, you know, the outcome of what happened with the Leave Niggers was very surprising. It took a whole turn for the left. (laughs) But uh, it just, I felt like we were being silenced. And I felt like we weren't being heard not only at school, but in society, like in America, like black women are trying to save us and saying, do not vote for this man. And we were trying to say, you know, it's not going to look good. And we were trying to say at school, you know, y'all are not hearing us from the standpoint of you want these black players to be there. But, but they're whiting leave niggas and all you can say is, I'm sorry. You know, it happened. My bad. Even though I'm, you know, I'm not going to transparency here. I know how the story ended with Eastern. But still, at the time, it hurt. And I just think this album came at a time where I needed therapy, and I needed for somebody to voice my frustration of which I wasn't able to do for myself. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I, this is completely off topic, but this is something that we have not really, you know, oh talked God. about. But
2: we don't have to do this.
0: And eh, just just real quick,
2: um, do you remember? Oh, I just want to talk about Easter.
0: No, no, good. Do you remember? Uh, episode that we did when we were talking during the election time and stuff like that and
5: mm-hmm.
2: do you remember what I what I told you was gonna happen? Trump was gonna win. Okay. And he's gonna win in four years.
0: Now I doubt that. Now here's the thing. I don't I'm backtracking off of that now. I don't think he's gonna run in four years.
2: You are gonna be impeached by that time.
0: I doubt it. But Or I I doubt that too. Okay, but I don't think he's going to run again. But if he was to run again, I think he would get reelected. I think so too. So, in in a year's time, you you've kind of you you've jumped sides because you didn't think he was going to elect, get elected the first time. I
2: didn't think this was real. I think you've been in America longer than I have, so you know America's pattern. I thought that being a millennial and knowing how much. Us young people wanted change. It was never going to happen again. I was like, "Oh no, we won't let this happen." And these hillbillies came out of nowhere and just shook the world. So,
0: is it is it fair to say that like a little bit of your innocence kind of got crushed when he? I think
2: it made me very angry. I have turned into a very angry womanist. It very it did it definitely shifted my belief in America and this this plat this perfect little. Padded world of you know anything will happen. My grandpa and my grandma will fix it. Nothing's gonna happen. Along with 2016 in general, it was just like death and stuff. That made me. It hardened me. But the Trump thing was just like, oh, I'm 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 in a shitty ass world. It's not all cookies and cream.
0: So, but here's the thing, <laughs> and it, it's kind of kind of test your 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 belief in in. I forgot what song it was, but in one of the songs, is like, hey, I have the right to express myself. I have the right to believe what I want to believe. I have the right to express my thoughts. Don't censor me. The problem is, that's not necessarily the problem. The thing people don't realize is it doesn't just apply to you. It applies to everybody. So when I when we were talking about, I forgot what song it was, but when I was talking about that, I said, what you got to realize is everybody has the right to free speech.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But what that that uh part of the constitution doesn't guarantee is what someone's going to say is going to be smart. There's a great philosopher <clears throat> by the name of George Carlin. <laughs> He's a comedian, but I call comedians philosophers cuz they their job is to look at life and society, right? George Carlin had one of the greatest quotes and I this is like one of my life if I had like to make like a the 10 commandments of my life, this is one of them. Never underestimate the power of stupidity. Never underestimate that power. Hmm. That's Don- a word. Don- Donald Trump being elected is the <laughs> is the perfect example of that. What well, his quote is, don't underestimate the underestim- stupidest
2: thing that has ever happened in my life.
0: Uh, well, the actual quote from George Carlin is, don't underestimate the power of stupidity in large groups. I just shortened it down a little bit. Don't underestimate the power of stupidity. Period. But think about that. 50 million people voted for this guy. Now, you look at what's going on now. Uh, Matt Lauer.
2: I'm uh, so happy he's president, actually. I don't want them to impeach uh, um, Trump at all. Why is that? Because putting Pence... In the office is probably one of the greatest mistakes because what you're doing is putting a well-polished Trump in the office. Pence is going to get done, but Trump is not. And that's what's scary because you can't impeach Pence if he did nothing wrong. Trump has blatantly brought attention to himself. He's been blatantly ignorant, blatantly stupid. And, of course, he's drawing this type of energy to him. Pence, if you notice, has played the back the whole time. He like, I already noticed my office, so I'm going to keep it cute. I agree with everything this man says and does. It's just that as of right now, I ain't gotta I ain't gotta really say nothing because he's making the ass of himself. But I am the version that Trump needed to be, and so when they give me this chair, I'm hauling ass on all you niggas, and that's why I'm scared. I would rather have Trump as president than to have Pence as my president.
0: T'Kiana. Okay. This is one of the proudest days of my life.
2: <laughs> I'm just, that's just, I, I saw, <sighs> when I saw how cool Pence been playing it, he ain't really said too much. He don't tell you if he agreed with Trump or not. You know, he just doing his job. He just, you know, chucking up the deuces. Because Tr- Pence knows I am what y'all wanted in the first place. You didn't elect Trump, you elected me. And I think P- Pence knew that. Pence knew that Trump wouldn't be able to shut the fuck up. Pence knew he was going to fucking dig his own grave. Trump knew that too. So, Trump picked them same man. Trump picked himself, the better version of himself, to be president when it's all said and done. And that's going to be scary because he's going to pass these bills with a smile. He's going to do it professionally. He's not going to call, you know, Kim Jong un a fat man while doing it. He's going to be very poised and he's going to destroy America with a smile.
0: Let's see that.
2: A seat at the table.
0: So <laughs> shout out to my boy Ken, man. He he has a quote. This is now one of my <laughs> one of my top ten commandments in life. <clears throat> and it, it ties into this album. <clears throat> Either you have a seat at the table. Come on. Or you're on the menu. Come.
2: That's a word, Ken. <laughs> That's a word.
0: Either you sitting at the table, or you're on the menu.
2: What's your flavor? Figure out. Come where, on. Figure out where you at.
0: Bam. All right.
2: And that there is how you conclude the first time in a long time generation <laughs> exchange. Okay. Man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Been a minute. It can. That's a word. Uh, Throw your
0: social media out there for the folk, and what you got going on. <coughs>
2: You can find me, first of all, my new social media, YouTube.com.
0: YouTube.com.
2: Go to the search tab. Search. Look for my name. Name. T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-H. There you will find three pages, three, two of which are mine, but two. the most recent one is mine. It should be in the middle. It's the girl on top of the globe. That's Sitting me. on top of the globe. I only have one video out. Go watch. Then I have Twitter, at underscore Takenya. That is where I am the most active. Then I have Instagram, which is Takenya. Then I have Takenya Talks Podcast, which is where I do the most talking in one sitting. And then I have Takenya Talks pe- Facebook page you can find on Facebook. And that's where you can find my black ass.
0: All righty. Shout out to you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at devinthesix the That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can hit me up on Instagram at All Stake No Sizzle. That's one word. Make sure you check out the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. Uh, check out the Knockouts and Three Counts Facebook page, which is my other podcast on the D- Podcast Detroit Network. Uh, you can also hit us up at KO3C Pod on Twitter. Uh, check us out over there. We talk MMA and uh, pro wrestling. We've had some great guests on there, like uh, one of the top 10 uh, female. MMA fighters of all time is Tara LaRosa. We've had Detroit's own Miles Jury. Uh, we got plenty more people coming up in the future. Definitely looking forward to that. So check me out over there. And more All Stake No Sizzle will be coming. This won't be the last time.
2: Don't let him go away this long and not say nothing to his <laughs> black ass. That's disrespectful to y'all.
0: Hey, look, I've, I've been putting a lot of, lot of focus on uh, knockouts and three counts. But All Stake No Sizzle will make a comeback. So, Takenya.
2: We got that on the record. <laughs> Takenya. Yes. This was fun. I miss my uncle. Oh. Oh. Incognito. That's his oh. new name. We should <laughs> name this podcast Incognito.
0: Generation Exchange, the Incognito episode. Okay. All right. With all that being said, any, any last words, Takenya? Any last words for the folks? Uh, let me not.
2: YouTube.com. Mm-hmm. Search Takenya. Yes. Find me there. First episode is called True Life. I am a hot mess. <laughs> I am. I, I truly am. Ask anybody that you know. Is Kenya a hot mess? She is. Thank you. Um, and so I'm just, you know, transparent.
0: Steaming hot mess. You
2: will get to see all that you heard. You know how, I like. Color.
0: You know how, I like.
2: Not in HD. Not huh? color. <laughs> I don't have an HD camera yet. We're working on that. We're getting there probably this new refund check I might go ahead spin a check and get it right back thank you for those final words to Kenya <laughs> like glass, so you got it.
0: with all that being said that's the generation exchange till next time
5: bye